Right, welcome guys, welcome to the Unpackers, a new season in which we have a lot of good stuff. I really feel the bull vibes coming back to the crypto market and also to this to this podcast because we've got a lot of good stuff. First of all, we got a partnership signed with Bright Funded on the back of the previous podcast that we had with Jelle. We signed an agreement with them. So uh, for our listeners, that's going to uh, mean a lot of good things because we will have some nice giveaways in the next episodes. And we really see the number of listeners growing, which is which is quite uh, which is quite nice. Yeah, and we are sitting here with a fully doxed guru, which I'm glad to announce <laughs> you as Yip Molinar. Yes. Welcome, Yip. Thank you very much. How I does think, it feel? I think it was about time, and uh, I was just talking about it uh, to Michael, and uh, I think I was quite nervous because it was quite a long build-up as well, and we were hyping it quite a bit that I was about to dox myself, but now that I've finally done so. I feel amazing and uh, I feel a lot of good vibes, a lot of good energy, and uh, I'm very excited for it. Definitely, it's great, man. We are we're happy to uh, to have a, a dogs guru indeed. Um, yeah, uh, what remains the same though is that uh, uh, Ilko and myself keep unpacking this uh, crypto tra- trading game from an honest and and and, and transparent, uh, yeah, let's say, perspective. Uh, yeah, because that's yeah. what it's all about, uh, trying to uh, learn the ga- game of trading. And I can tell you, for the ones that follow uh, our uh, tw- Twitter account, it's so far it's not a glorious game. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of pain as well. Um, so that remains the same. Um, but now, without further ado, I'm ha- very happy to go to the guest of today. Um, yeah, which I can uh, announce in very very. Uh, many ways, but I looked on LinkedIn to your profile and it says CEO and founder of MN Trading Consultancy, but you're most of all uh, yeah, a pioneer and an OG from the beginning, I think. Uh, Michael van der Poppen, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here with uh, with you guys and also with you being doxxed. I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think more people should be doing that, so I'm uh, I'm glad to see that. Why do you think so? Well, I think to bring crypto to the next level, you need to have more people there or trading in general that are actually fully doxxed. Uh, it gives, it represents the entire community. So you build some more trust, responsibility and all those things. So I feel like if you're anonymous, um, it's often done in, in such a way that the guy behind the actual account is benefiting from it and not the ones following them. So I think being... And I think Shul did it too. Mm-hmm. More and more people are being doxxed. That helps um, in building the entire space as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. For us as retail guys, you you never know what all these big accounts are tweeting, and you don't know who's behind it. And then you you feel that you know that you're being manipulated because you you see you see a big account and you see a lot of these people who are hyping these tweets, uh-huh. and you also think, okay, there's a there's a complete mechanism of fake shit behind it. So, <laughs> yep. That's true. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I cannot deny that, uh, and it probably will stay that way for a while. But at some point, uh, crypto is gonna be uh, gonna be better. But I think with Yip being doxed, and I think some more guys doing that. Miro is doxed. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. kind of doxed. His Instagram is open. Um, I think through that you can see that crypto is progressing because back in the day when I started. Basically, no one was doxxed except for Marlon and me and yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, and right now, with the amount of people doing it this way, you can see that the followers are shifting towards those accounts as well. Yeah. 
So that will continue to do so because at some point uh, being uh, being anonymous is not going to work anymore. I think it will be a bit of a domino effect as well, right? The more people do it, the more people will follow because they see the effects and, and they see that the trust that it gives to the following and the more people that start following the people that are actually doxxed and actually want to give some transparency to the space. It's also basically what the space was developed for, right? The transparent blockchain, the transparent yeah. crypto space. True. So I think uh, yeah, it's about time that more and more people dox themselves. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, us as, us as um, starting retail traders, uh, we, it, it feels so much better if you really know who the other, who the other guy or girl is indeed. Um, but yeah, you, you just said that you know, you're, you're already around for quite some time. Um, yeah, what, what is the update from you in 2024? What's mostly on your plate? What, is, what, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm doing too much, uh, as people <laughs> have told me today. Um, well, I'm currently building my own fund. So I'm in trading, as you mentioned. Um, we've done, or we have been a crypto Discord group for, I think, six years, uh, which started in 2017 when I started in crypto as well. Teaching people how to trade, uh, swing trade, day trade, uh, portfolios, everything. Uh, when I started, there was basically no group. When I have quit the company, or at least that part, there are so many groups out there. Yeah. Um, good ones, bad ones, everyone's to judge. Um, but the thing is that I progress as a person, which means that the gap between me as the experienced mm. crypto trader mm -hmm. and the ones following me is yeah. going to be larger and larger and larger. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't really enjoy that anymore. Regulations are coming up which means that the entire ecosystem is going to change. Mikar, which is one of the biggest European yeah. regulations, is going to come up, which means that you need to have some certain licenses at some point if you are an advisor, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking yeah, there is no real um, financial ecosystem in a way that the actual high-end individuals don't have a proper place to go to except for Discord groups or a fund. Yeah. So I mm. started my, my consultancy um, as a first company to assist and build portfolios for our clients. One-on-one uh, -on -one assistance, providing them value, providing assistance through the entire bull cycle and bear cycle. And on top of that, we're currently building our own fund. And we think it's going to go live in four to five months from now. Um, so those are the two main topics for me. And further, I've got a few other companies as well, but uh, those are the things that I really want to build. And you're traveling a lot, right? You just came from, uh, what was it, Qatar? Yeah, I've been to uh, Doha for two days. Uh, so we were, we were there for a client. Okay. Um, and um, event season is going to pop up in a few months' time again. So I'll be all around the world to yeah. speak, to meet investors, to meet partners and all those things. And I like I like traveling through the world and i know that yip is doing yeah. it himself too yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you basically crypto is uh is enabling you to travel around the world yeah that's the, that's the running gag we have actually with this podcast that we came we all started of course for crypto too for the for the lamborghinis and to sit in a, <laughs> the daikiri somewhere on the beach in florida but yet here we are in volendam inviting our guests <laughs> out of all places the, out of all places <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, great uh, place to start great yeah. place to start <laughs> we need to uh, level up our game um I just want also to to go to the uh, events that are happening now, currently as we speak in the market. Um, 
because we are in the aftermath of the uh, yeah, ETF uh, approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much is happening. I mean, if, if I look at my uh, crypto vocabulary from the last day, it feels like I'm, I, I myself became a fund manager. I had never, <laughs> well, never, I only heard scarcely about uh, gray, uh, gray skill. And now all of a sudden, it's G Bitcoin flowing all over the place, net inflow, outflow. I don't know all the all the verbs that I'm. I'm okay. It's a whole Can new you, game. A whole new game. Yeah. Can you unpack us, please, a little bit? What happens now in the market? Ooh, um, yeah. Well, first of all, the ETF got approved. That's a good thing. So the spot Bitcoin ETF is there, which means that institutions from the US are able to buy an an instrument that is basically tracking Bitcoin. That's what an ETF is. Yep. So you can do that through BlackRock. You can do that to all those other, it's nine applicants, I think it yep. is. The thing is that those have been approved, which enables the large institutions to join the market, but um, it also enables people to, or institutions to jump from Grayscale towards um, one of the other nine. So Grayscale was basically an ETF slash fund in the beginning. GBTC is just uh, an allocation into a company that basically holds Bitcoin. Um, They were locked up until the moment that they're going to swap to the ETF. What's happening right now is that prior to the ETF approval, the price started to rally up, which is a good thing. Hype investors jumping into it, those nine applicants buying Bitcoin as collateral before the approval, because they had yeah. to hold like 40% of the spot Bitcoin um, for the ETF to make sure that they have enough to go live. So they have done that. And now the approval is there. And all of a sudden, the outflow is so massive that people are jumping from Grayscale towards the Bitcoin ETF. So what does that tell us? It tells us that people are selling the Grayscale GBTC, which means that they need to sell the spot Bitcoins. And then they jump over towards the Bitcoin ETF, uh, which are those nine applicants. However, those ETFs have been bought already. So the GBTC is being sold off after the ETF approval. Right. And the parties that have the ETF live right now have already purchased those Bitcoins. In the past months. In the past months to make sure that they can go live. So the short-term sell pressure is just hype speculants, investors, selling off the Bitcoin because the ETF is not going to bring Bitcoin to 100K overnight. And then second, (laughs) you've got um, the GPTC sell-off, which is, as a matter of, it is sell pressure. But then secondly, you can see that there's a lot of negative narratives coming around. So people are starting to sell based on the news item. Mount Gox is going to release Bitcoin. So that news item is going to bring some more negative sentiment to the market. So as to, to me, it's just Bitcoin coming back to reality. Uh, to be fair, we've had a rally from 25K to 49 in like 10 weeks. So it's going <laughs> it's back to like 38K is completely fine. But that is happening right now. So that's that's the reason why we are selling off a little bit. Hmm. And I, I hope I've given a like, uh, okay, summary. <laughs> well, I, I, re- I remember that a couple, a couple of uh, months ago, it was all CME get this, CME get that. That was completely, mm-hmm. that was the buzzword. And you, you, I don't know, you became a macroeconomic, you needed to be a macroeconomic expert almost at, at the time. Yeah. And now those words faded a bit, you know, away. And now it's all of a sudden you need to know about these terminologies. 
Well, to give some more guidance, if you see that there's an outflow, it means that people are selling GPTC. So the outflow can be 700 billion on a day or 700 million on a day, sorry. 700 billion. <laughs> Uh, 700 million on a day, and you can see that the inflow on the Bitcoin ETFs is 500 million. However, the price of the ETF is going down. What does it tell us is that this is really selling off or being sold off on the markets, but the Bitcoins that these guys had to actually go live were already there. Right. So right. at some point, the price is going to go up and the ETF is going to be more valued than the, at the start of the actual launch or the start of the ETF. And that's when they need to buy additional Bitcoins. So that's why you can see that the dynamics are just a little bit twisted at this point. But in the end, the ETF is massive. It's it's super bullish. Yeah, but you also hear people now saying, oh, we lost the, we lost the market to the TreadFi. That's what you also, I don't know. It's hear. true. It well, is true. What does that mean? Uh, well, right now we've got uh, uh, parties joining the markets that are way bigger than the previous parties dominating the market. So if BlackRock and all the other big guns are coming into the markets, they dominate the TreadFi market so they can move the markets what they want. The ETFs are going to be moving the markets instead of uh, funding rates and CME gaps. And uh, they are so large that at some point you need to check the volumes and the liquidity, but CME and um, the ETFs itself are going to be having much more volume and therefore they are the market movers. So the previous whales were the exchanges and I don't know what other companies. But now these they will look I don't know sharks in comparison to the yeah shrimps basically <laughs> okay yeah I, BlackRock is just the magnitude that nobody in crypto can compare to so when they join and at at the first start probably they will not be moving the markets that much or at least the trading that happens through BlackRock I think that's the essential part but at some point you will see and it's going to be a topic that the the volatility or the volume is coming through them. So if one of the institutions decide to sell their position, that's going to be way larger than us trading on a crypto exchange. So that is going to be one of the largest market movers, or at least movers in general, instead of us uh, trading on the futures markets. But those guys are not, I mean, then people who buy products from BlackRock are not behind TradingView looking at fair no. value gaps and <laughs> no. in and out. So it will, I don't know, they don't care. They put money in there and so it will be less volatile i guess then at some point yeah i think what you'll probably be seeing in the coming two years is that there's going to be a large amount of volume coming into the markets that's why i think bitcoin is going to go up massively and then it starts to become like gold so what's going to move the markets well the unpackers podcast is in this season partnering up with bright funded and bright funded can mean the difference between having this in your hand after a profitable trade 30 euros or dollars, or having this in your hand after a good trade, 300. Ilko, how is that possible? Yeah, so Bart, Bright Funded is a prop firm that provides you with the capital you need to trade. You keep a share of the profits and Bright Funded takes care of the rest. It's a win-win situation. But of course, you need to pass an evaluation phase before getting funded. So that's it, Bart. Is that that easy? It, it, well, it, it is easy. Let, let's see if that's easy. We're going to embark on a journey as well as the unpackers to become funded. So we're going, we are going to experience what you as the traders are well uh, are experiencing as well. So in a couple of months, I hope to see to have, hope to have this in my hand. So the three hundred 
actually from trading rather than from my household budget where I now got it from. Um, I'm sure we're going to, to make it. If you want to make it, visit brightfunded.com and stay tuned for uh, our next episodes because we will have some nice giveaways. Those guys that are trading through BlackRock are going to be doing rebalances of their portfolios. So what you're going to see is that at the end of the year, probably there's a sell-off to make sure that their balances yeah. of the portfolios are fine. Oh, yeah. And then at the start of the new year, they get new funding from all the investors and they start to buy Bitcoin. Those, those frameworks are going to be acting way more instead of what I just mentioned. So rebalancing portfolios uh, in terms of risk appetite, but also... NAV profits to be taken from the markets or new investors coming in. What are NAV profits? Uh, net asset value profits. So if you run a fund and you go from 100 to 200 on those 100 that you're making profit as a fund, you need to take a cut yeah. to pay yourself, etc. So that's going to be sold off from the cryptos on a monthly or quarterly or yearly basis. So it's going to be a whole different game in a few years from now as what we have experienced. So is that also yeah. one of the reasons why you are switching basically from swing trading and day trading to more investing uh, into crypto? Yeah, I think uh, I think so because first of all, I've been trading for a long time and I've been trading with the standard uh, entry, take profit, stop yeah. loss. And at some point I started to feel like, hmm, this is probably not the way that I want to trade, but I cannot really... I couldn't find what the actual reason was that I didn't like it mm -hmm. because I felt that there's a different way of trading and investing. And now I found it, which is more based on volatility, but also in terms of the markets, just, just becoming more complex, yeah. becoming more professional, which meant that I wanted to be uh, one of the pioneers in that way, instead of uh, staying on my level. And I want to be challenged. Yeah. So. I can understand that definitely. But you say that's becoming more, Complex. Yep. Good luck, Ilko. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> then why should or should we as retail even try to to, to, to play this game? Or should we play it completely different? Ooh. Is there a game to play? Um, look, if you're a retail and if you're a trader in the market, you should know that there are players out there way more experienced than you. Always. So what you should be doing is that you should learn one skill as good as possible and stick to it or uh, jump into a niche. So like playing certain altcoins or whatever, um, or just gamble, I guess. Those are the three options because if if BlackRock joins the markets, you will never beat BlackRock. No, just, for now. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean no way. some people try, but they lose. <laughs> the thing is, it's just... Um, the dynamics changed. So I think in the past six years, you had the ability to actually beat the markets in such a way that there were not those that difficult of competition in the markets. But now it's just, one, becoming boring at some point, and two, it's becoming more complex, which also means that crypto is becoming a larger asset class, which also gives more segments and stuff. Like, for instance, right now, uh, Solana ecosystem pumping, uh, We've got ordinals and BSC20 tokens, injective meme coins and all those stuff. And I'm like, even I'm losing it yeah, because yeah. there's so much happening at this point. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how markets progress and become more professional. So I think in the next two years, 
uh, I like the series, but I think it's the last dance of a relatively easy market to make a lot of money for crypto. Which which, which could be a perfect outcome of the series. Uh, if, if that's what we unpack, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we unpack <laughs> that, and, uh, and uh, that, that's that's also fine. <laughs> but okay, but then again, you are always um, you are always saying news events do not impact uh, the market. It's already there on the chart. Well, I'm not underestimating of course this particular news event mm -hmm. but is it isn't it written let's say already on the charts that you know the moves that are the big moves that are out there in the coming year and a half or something like that i think to predict all of the moves on the very high time frame with with just a chart it's quite difficult especially with such huge news events like the etf mm -hmm. But what we have been seeing, in my opinion, over the past two years with the Luna crash, with the FTX event, and now also the, the Bitcoin uh, ETF, I do believe that the moves could have been, been, been spotted on the charts in hindsight, but also before they even happened. Also, what we were seeing right now with Bitcoin um, holding the support right before the ETF really, really begun, um, it, it, it bounced from the in my opinion, a very pivotal support area twice in a row, and then it started the ETF rally um, from the previous yeah, accumulation range high. So I think that also this ETF rally could have been spotted on the charts, but I do agree with Michael that it will be getting harder and harder to trade these kind of uh, events and, and to, to spot them before they even happen. But I think as a trader, the only thing that you can really hold on to are the charts, right? And, and try to block out the noise as much as possible. There's just not a lot more that we can do as a trader, especially if BlackRock is getting involved, especially if the real big guns out there are getting involved. All that you can hold on to right now is uh, is the charts. And, and besides that, obviously, your, your original investments and uh, building your investment uh, portfolio, which is very, very important. Because at the end of the day, even if you're a day trader, your day trading portfolio should have a maximum of approximately, I would say maximum of approximately 20% of your entire portfolio allocation into day trading, and at least 80% should be investing into altcoins, into Bitcoin, into, into uh, Ethereum. Yeah, and that's, that's more the direction that you are going, right? More, yeah. let's say, well, not the, not the nerves of every day looking at entry stop loss, but the more the bigger portions, uh, longer, longer cycles. That's mm. Yeah, I think um, I've done this for a few years as well. Um, and it's a whole different target group to focus on. So people were interested into day trading or the way that I've been trading with TP and 3SL. It's a different category than when people want to invest into the crypto market. You've got a whole bunch of people out there that uh, basically have a portfolio of real estate, actually uh, stocks or cash or whatever and they want to invest into the crypto markets but they don't know how so then they just want to buy expertise to be mm. able to actually invest into the markets and i know that my skill game is more of timing the markets well and playing the swing trade game that's what i find fun um so that's what i'm doing with the consultancy and then on top of that my partner is uh, used to be with optiver um, Optiver is the largest European market maker and liquidity provider in the stock markets. So we basically, basically he has a strategy from that company that he integrates to the crypto markets and we combine the two and that makes it really un unique. 
um, and that's what we want to do. So if I go back to the event part, it's really tricky to say, look, if an event is actually impactful or not, they all are, and they are all priced into the market at all times. However, we give certain valuations and certain percentages to the likelihood of something happening. So for instance, if you think about the fact that we hold on for that support for like two months, if you go back in time, the FTX saga, we crashed to, I'd say 21K and then we went sideways for yeah. the entire summer. I recall that I had a call with someone in April, 2022, and he said to me with arguments that FTX was gonna fall. I didn't listen to him, but in hindsight, you can see that the price was just stuck in the range yeah. for like six months, so people knew. Yeah. So it's always priced in into the markets, but it's all about having the actual information. And if you're a retail trader, you're so far off the insider yeah. groups to know that there is actually a certain thing happening. And that's on a large scale happening with parties as BlackRock joining into the markets <laughs> yeah. uh, because you don't have access to the trading floor and what they decide. And then second, this also happens when it comes to specific altcoins, which are basically, if you have the largest crypto accounts out there, that's kind of the black rock of crypto. And they just decide to uh, yeah. to pump or sell a certain altcoin. I think a few months ago, we had one of those um, VCs or funds moving some specific coins like TRB and Eikterzeel and- yeah. Yeah, I guess, mm -hmm. but I know yeah. all Yeah, all those yeah, mini yeah. altcoins for funding rate games, they started to push it up, so. It's all a matter of information. And then I think what you should do is stick to data and to uh, to the markets and it's always priced in. Mm. My my bubble is bursting now with these guys. I don't know about yeah, you, but I'm just, just, just fuck it. I just, just close yeah. <laughs> it. I look forward to this to tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay. But uh, it's, it's it's good to know. It's not not, not to be naive in this um in this in this game. Um yeah, also I don't know. Um Another, when we were preparing for this podcast, uh, obviously we look at the social media account that you have on, 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 on X. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> these days. <laughs> uh, YouTube, whatnot, it's, it's, it's huge. And with that, probably also a lot of good and bad things are coming, mm -hmm. uh, coming your way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you give us some examples of the, what, what, what crosses your path? Well... Uh, when I started, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of the fact that crypto became this large that all of a sudden I've got such a large <laughs> following and people recognize me on the streets. So I was yeah. like, okay. Um, so the good things are, yeah, you get opportunities you wouldn't get at some point. So you can, like everybody knows, you can invest in certain projects that gives you the opportunity to make a lot of money, which is great. You get the ability to be with um investment opportunities like we're currently seeing with our fund which probably i wouldn't have had uh, if i was anonymous i've got the ability to be at conferences on uh, television which i can share my own journey or spread some more educational crypto which is good um so those are the good things i guess and there are some bad things which is you really need you really get to know people in a way that yeah. friends are not friends. Um, mm. People that come to you during a bull market are gone through a bear market. And I've experienced one as, uh, the past few years were pretty difficult for me. So that's what you, you become more adult through that. 
Um, and I think privacy and security are just two issues. That's also something for you. Um, you need to be more aware of your own privacy or more aware of your own security. So be because you become a target at some point, I need to be aware of that. Literally people who, yeah, of course. Yeah. People start, people like, I've been posting a lot of things about traveling, for instance, or uh, showing during the previous bull cycle, showing that I've been buying some cars, uh, buying some watches, all those things. If you post them and you say that you're away, people know where you live in literally one minute. Mm. So what I figured is that also another thing is if you post all those things, the invoices you get from all the uh, companies are going double at some point. Everybody starts to look at you and uh, want to get what you have. So in the end, I think uh, being out there transparent and open is good for some certain parts. However, for your own personal life, it's nobody's business. So that's why I don't post that much of myself anymore. Um, and it also uh, is different if you have a girlfriend that lives into your own apartment, then it becomes yeah. a little bit more tricky what you're going to be posting. So I don't post that much from my personal perspective because you need to be more aware of the position that you have. Yeah. But you have to find out the hard way. Yeah. Um, to be fair, yes. Yeah. That's what I read between the lines. You yeah, I think uh, everybody goes through uh, ups and downs in life. Yeah, and sure. through the downs, you start to understand what's really valuable. Sure. Yeah. I am now also starting to become one of the unpackers <laughs> on how to be uh, a fully doxed uh, influencer. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's funny that uh, if you you get opportunities at some point because you are undoxed. Yeah. Or because you're doxed. Yeah, uh, it's a paradox. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when you... Like certain people came to me during the previous bull cycle with investment opportunities or partnerships. Mm. And if you had, if you, during that period, I didn't have like a group around me that really was there to just save me for those things. So I was just out there finding everything fun and stuff. And then they take the opportunity to grab as much as they can for themselves. So if someone famous comes to you for an investment opportunity, you're like, whoa. This is something really big. But if you start to think about what they want, it's not about you. It's about the money you have or about anything else that you have. So it's just a gradual path that you start to learn what people want. But at the end of the day, you need to know what you want. And if you know that, then you'll be fine. But you're in, yeah, you're in this, I don't know, I, I look at you and I see, I see um, you know, mixed sort of emotions from the journey from the last so many years. Uh, how do you reflect back on that right now? Are you happy with what you did? Uh, yeah, I think um, everything happens for a purpose. So I'm happy that those things have happened. Um, I would love to see it in a different way because then I would be at a different spot right now. But at this point, I think because those things happened, I can come further than what I should have been. And I think if those didn't happen, then it would have been happening in two years from now. So I'm fine. Things happen. The good and the bad, and now we're going to watch the good. It's gonna be Probably, a, it's yeah. gonna be a good ride. So I mean, uh, you know, it, it's the same as, for instance, the crypto markets are gonna be into a bull cycle. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be glorious for everyone. But I think that if the ETF is gonna have the impact that I expect it to have, it's gonna be the final real easy yeah. bull cycle to happen which automatically means that the markets are gonna go probably higher than everybody expects. 
which then also means that the next bear market is going to be disastrous and longer than everybody expects. So in the end, I think that the coming few years are going to be more fun for everyone as long as it stays there. But when you are a backholder from the top in this bull cycle, it's going to take a long time to get You're out of it. Community member for yeah. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, so that's the, that's, it's, there's always a good and a bad in things. Okay, but uh, let's stick on the good. There were some positive vibes. I heard some positive <laughs> vibes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard. Stick on that one. It's going to be glorious. Going to <laughs> yeah. be a good bull market. I yeah. just filter out the, all the good, uh, that, those stuff. So you do expect that because I saw one of your uh, one of your uh, analysis and you and you and you and you sort of you pointed at these big you know green dildos from the previous <laughs> bull market and you said those are not going to happen anymore. Um, so I, I see some good things still coming. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, what you see in the markets right now is that people are saying you need diminishing returns because the markets become larger. In some way, that's true. In some way, that's true. But what if the previous bull cycle, FTX, was really pushing down the Bitcoin price? So what if the last bull cycle, Bitcoin should have gone to 150K or 200K? Right. All of a sudden, your your window in which it should be going this bull cycle is going to be larger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, then secondly, if if that is definitely true, then why... Amazon went ballistic out of the 2008 bear market. If you look at the entire scope of that chart, Amazon is up there and the yeah. 2008 bear market is here. So it's just a narrative that you put on things. What I see and what the data shows is that every ETF, even in gold and in silver, it gives a bull cycle you've not seen before because it is giving the ability for the final group of investors to join the markets, which are the institutions. There's oh, the, no. the diminishing return episode works if you if you have a certain amount of new money coming into the markets. And in the amount of money that came into the markets in 2017 was proportionally higher than the one in 2014. In 2021, it was the exact same, but there was not a real new group of investors. There were VCs and stuff, and that's it. But if you look at the current markets, the magnitude of money that is going to come into the markets is going to be so much bigger than the previous cycles combined that the the actual evidence of diminishing returns, I don't see them. As a matter of fact, if everybody expects diminishing returns, why should we have that? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm just always like concerned if 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 what everybody expects is the actual yeah. reality. So I think to be fair, if we look at this bull cycle, I, I mean I think Bitcoin. We're having a dot-com bubbleish type of uh, of rally, which means that Bitcoin to half a million is even is even not strange to expect. Did, did he just say <laughs> half, half a million guys? <laughs> you stick are to the, still stick to the plan. To the but most of the people will be <laughs> out I'm, of I'm the market, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I came here in a Skoda, so uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> and we're still in Volendam. <laughs> I'm still Volendam, so we, next need, time? We, we need to upper. Uh, okay. Um, that, w w w what should I do now? What should people do now? Uh, you know, uh, take a healthy guess, you know, take some savings, put it in, I don't know, gradually still in the market for the coming months and just, you know, BlackRock come and save us. Do you still expect a, a bigger correction to happen like the other cycles had as well before 
the true run started because you are stating as well like the influence that BlackRock has on the markets is quite huge and mm -hmm. the other the other ETFs as well. So don't you think they might want one more opportunity to buy Bitcoin for cheap? And I'm not saying new lows or I'm not saying twenty thousand dollars. I'm I'm talking thirty to thirty two thousand dollars maybe. Could be. I think that um, the correction right now, I was expecting it, but not in the fast manner as we've seen mm -hmm. it. But that's because I overlooked at the GPTC case. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, is that in every bull cycle, you have 20 to 40% corrections and those are natural. So if you, if you pick 40%, you get to 30 to 32 yeah. case. So it's possible. But if those happen, buy it. Simple. Yeah. The only thing that we have seen as a, as a, as a, like an outlier is the Corona crash. That was way larger than what everybody was expecting. I think if Corona wasn't here, we would have been sticking at 6K and it mm -hmm. went up again, which is another 20 to 40% correction. So in that way, I think uh, uh, any of those corrections that take place between those percentages, you should just buy. Yeah. And when you're entering the markets right now, I think what you should be doing is, uh, if you have a small portfolio, actually take the risk. Right now, there are still opportunities in the market. So what you should be doing is spending a lot of hours to learn about trading. You can do that with your group. Yep. Um, and then secondly, assure yourself that this is literally one of the easy opportunities you're going to get. Because if BlackRock joins, why shouldn't you? Um, and then just invest and learn as much as you can because... That is the best way forward. I'm not saying you should have put everything into crypto. You, there are also different markets out there, but no financial uh, advice. No financial <laughs> advice, but uh, I think uh, cash is like is not going to be the game for the next few years. I think crypto and commodities are. I uh, I think that's good. At, uh, good word of advice. Um, I'm getting the signal that we should uh, stop it, uh, but uh, I think it was phenom phenomenal talking to you. Uh, yeah, to you uh, because you look. Uh, in other places that we uh, are able to look at you, you talk to other people, so your insights have been uh, have been great. Um, I think we are in the group. We are doing the right thing to learn as much as possible, um, and we've got you guys on on Twitter providing great uh, information already as well. So thank you for that uh, endless stream uh, in the last couple of years or in the last years for for uh, for that. Um, yeah, great, Ilko. Uh, we need to study a lot and um, more time. More learning. More reflection. More reflection. Thanks. It's the best growth. Yeah. Okay. You and, buy a um, mirror. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's invite you back in Volendam uh, at some point to see uh, if the... the <laughs> Volendam, yeah. yeah well, that would be the, great. That would be great. Yeah. Or the uh, next one we can host in Cape Town. Maybe. That would be great too. That would be great too. I Don't <laughs> start about Cape Town. I wanted to go this yeah. winter, but I couldn't. So I will go there next year once again as well. Yeah, Definitely. probably me too. Ah. A longer period of time this time, I think three to four months. And then we invite you guys over as well. We host another podcast, but then in the beautiful sun instead of this. Uh, see, yeah, behind you. Room. That's going to be. God damn. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> different, different kind of phone and dumb. But... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael van der Poppen, thank you very much. Thanks. And uh, thanks for the next time. one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks.